Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's. Now, coming up this week, it's the holiday spirit, and we are going to share some of our favorite Christmas memories plus understanding of Kwanzaa, because you know we can't leave out Kwanzaa now. It's Mm-mm. the holiday time. Also, Kaylani deactivates her Twitter after her last interview. Mm. You definitely want to know what that's all about, because uh, you can't just go all the way off of social media, sis. Nope. And while traveling while black. Now, you and I are black, and you and I travel a lot. That's right. So Ari Lennox claims that she was racially profiled in Amsterdam, and we definitely got to break that down. Now, what else is going on? Eva, we are headed down to the Reinvent Yourself with Crypto Conference, and we spoke to a few people. We had a good time out there. We learned a lot, right? It was so lit. It was so litty. That's shout right. out we Bitcoin spoke, Rodney. Big shout out to Bitcoin Rodney. We spoke to Tiffany Haddish, Richard Thompson, and our guy Akon. And it was hey. quite a time. Also, you know, it goes down. And today it's going to go down in my DMs like it usually do. I'm going to let yeah, y'all my in. my favorite part. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all in on a little something, something. But for our final question to undress, this happened. The homegirl should be like, all right, babe, we about to roll out. I'm being rude. Just say it. I'm in. A, I'm being rude. We in the car. It's girls' time. You on the Bluetooth. You messing Guys up all the music. Clingy. Sometimes they be in their feelings too. Yeah, man. Oh. Going down. Hey. <laughs> so make sure you listen to hear how we undress this mess with the Undress Around podcast, brought to you by Macy's. And speaking of Macy's, you know what else is coming up? What's coming up? New Year's Eve, my favorite. It's one of my favorite nights because that's when yes. things get to refresh and restart, and everybody looks all beautiful and nice. And with Macy's, we have the New Year's Eve looks in 2022 because it's coming up. But don't worry, Macy's has everything you need to help you ring in that new year. You can dazzle in a kaleidoscope ensemble or peer things down in a monochrome head to toe. And if you're in a scramble to refresh your space for a New Year's Eve party, Macy's has you covered. Yeah, well, Macy's is definitely the go-to spot to get ready for anything house party. So if you need to spruce the house up or Mm -hmm. if you need to spruce yourself up, I had a cute little house party not too long ago. So if you need a little outfit to wear, you can grab a nice cashmere sweater. Mm. You can get a cute little over-the-knee boot. I like that. Sequence. Sequence is perfect for every event. You can just add a little bit of glitz, a little bit of glam for your holiday parties, and they work all year long. So it's a nice little staple to have. Now, now, when you head outside for the local celebration, make sure you bundle up because it's a little bit of cold outside, a little chill. The Hulk is out. So brace <laughs> yourself for the cold temperature. Make sure you have your gloves, a comfy scarf, a nice wool or a puffer coat to keep you warm. And then... If you're one of those that likes to stay at home and watch the countdown on TV, then get a cute little flannel pajama set for the family, you know, and just bring in the holiday spirit. So anything and everything you need for your New Year's Eve jump off, whatever that means to you, Macy's has got you covered. That's right. And we're going to have you covered with Christmas and Kwanzaa. Now, Christmas is this weekend, y'all. We are super excited. Oh, my goodness. Best it's Christmas. Time of year. 
<laughs> and we're getting into the holiday spirit. Now, what's some of your favorite memories from Christmas growing up? Uh, Christmas for my house, man, it was never um, all like the same every year, you know, outside of us all being there together. My, my dad was a jazz musician, so music over top. I mean, James Brown, Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto is on the record <laughs> right. player. Um, my dad starts getting all the wood and I'm from LA. So we didn't necessarily need a fire because it might be like 74 degrees, <laughs> but he's going to get a fire. Like that's what's happening. So we have a fireplace going, got the Christmas music going. And it always felt like Christmas. If I could hear the temptations, the whispers, Christmas music, like uh, just... That was everything. Absolutely everything. Sometimes we got gifts. Sometimes we didn't. And so if we did get a gift, it might have been an encyclopedia. So oh, gifts wow. weren't the thing in my family. I well, at least, that. How at was least your knowledge. Knowledge was a gift for you. So that's well, a good they thing. They were giving us the gift of power. We had no idea because your knowledge is your power. Sis. That's right. That's right. So you got so a what'd you do? Gift. How did you grow up? Um, how was Christmas growing up in New York? So sometimes I look at people that don't get snow and stuff like that. And even though snow can make you miserable, but during the holidays, it's like, you have to see it. So I always felt bad <laughs> for like, you see how you was like, we didn't need a fire. I'm like, damn, did it feel like Christmas or Easter? Because I no, always- it, No, it felt like Christmas. And guess what? Them what? skates you got that mommy bought you, you could actually go outside and wear them. Like you could do <laughs> the stuff and play with your friends. I know I understand in the house. Like I put it on and I skate around the kitchen and then I get So you want to get a whooping on Christmas. <laughs> well, where else I was going to wear the skate? The snow was taking over the streets. But um, yeah, I've always I got sisters and everything. So we always had my mother made sure we had nice Christmases. She worked real hard to make sure we got pretty much everything we wanted. I feel like we were mm -hmm. all pretty spoiled. So um you know, we did we we did always have really nice Christmases, but uh, I I just think about eating a lot of food on Christmas. I used to drink the eggnog and all kind yes. of stuff like that. You know, I don't drink that stuff anymore. But back oh, in the day, no, I used to try to see Christmas is a time when you can snake the drink. That's the time when <laughs> your Auntie Lola got the gin sitting out. She ain't even looking. I mean, she's looking at it when she's sipping. But besides from that, it's just chilling. You know, the, everybody got wine coolers and little drinks. You got everybody tipsy of, by the time I'm trying to get a drink. So they're I'm, not I'm even paying to attention you, to you. <laughs> the gin and juice is front running freely you around here. So the, that's when you go get a little sip of your uncle drink. I know. Oh, that's man. right. I we, miss the holidays. I'm so I excited. I end up cooking. I know you do, too. Oh, always <laughs> love cooking. But what are you doing this holiday? Because, you know, life is different and we're not kids anymore. Grandma not young anymore. If we're fortunate enough to still have her here during yeah. the holidays. So what are you doing this Christmas? Well, this Christmas I'm getting a breast reduction. So that's going oh. to be a holiday There's going to be a, a few less people at the table. Yes, no. thank God. I cannot wait. I'm like, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. So I'm um, so happy for you. Are you donating some of that? You can't how donate it. <laughs> you know how you can donate hair? No. You know, are you are you donating that to some of those? Nope. It's just coming out. And that's the only time that we have a significant amount of time off from work. So I'm just going to get my breast reduction. I'll celebrate Christmas next year. Okay, hold and on. And I know this is the off the topic, but you just put it on the topic. Um, talk to me about this breast reduction. You've been saying you wanted it for a while. Yeah. Why are we getting it? And is this essentially our Christmas gift to ourselves? 
Yes, this is as much as this cost thing. It's definitely a Christmas gift for the next five years to myself, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So I decided that this was the best time. And um, I'm just going to knock it out. I mean, it does suck a little bit because holiday, like, ain't going to be no Christmas. But I'm not a kid. And I'll be uh, back bounce back by the time new year's is around so well, it will be, be christmas i mean yeah. it'll be something to remember like each of them don't have to be the same this will be the year that your boobies set up perky <laughs> exactly and i can't wait like literally cannot wait but anyway well, that's the gift that keeps on getting i know that's right <laughs> how are you gonna celebrate this year eva um christmas is always really a big holiday especially in our sterling family i got engaged on christmas um, no way. Yeah, Mike proposed when I was pregnant with Mikey um, four years ago, Christmas. Um, and I had a wrapping Santa shirt on. I was making uh-huh. gumbo. Like, I was not, I did not know we were going to get engaged that day. But now, when I look at Christmas, it's like a big deal for me, you know, because yeah. it marks something so special that um, basically began our little family that we call the Sterling. So, it's a special time. We definitely already put our lights up and, you know, mommy done upgraded this year. So I got the lights with the remote. So I love you okay. go outside, click the little, so I got the lights going on. We got our Christmas tree up and every other day I try to put some Nora presents out and uh, the kids say, oh, I think I heard Santa last night. Uh-huh. Like, you ain't heard Santa, but uh, we got that kids because I would have opened them gifts. Oh yeah. And then it would be <laughs> a lump of coal in there. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. We went to this place called Holiday Road and took the kids to see all the lights and they went to go see Santa. So my daughter explained to my friend that they went and saw Santa, but it wasn't the real Santa. It was the other Santa for the other kids because the black Santa was busy because he was out there because she has a black Santa. I thought it was the cutest and funniest thing ever. But needless to say, my kids are ready for Christmas. And speaking of black Santa, Kwanzaa. Let's get into it. Yes, Kwanzaa. So have you ever celebrated Kwanzaa? Actually, I have celebrated Kwanzaa. My uncle Kamal um, is the person that brought Kwanzaa into our family uh, to make sure that we understood what it was, what the seven principles of Kwanzaa was, and um, made sure that our family started to embrace it as an American culture um, when we celebrate Christmas holidays, for sure. What about you? No, I've never celebrated Kwanzaa before. So maybe you can help me learn a little bit. I mean, I feel like when I was in school, they kind of taught us a little something about a little something. But the way my family break down is half my family is Christian and the other half is Muslim. So one half ain't celebrating no Christmas. They might come through and grab a plate when we do dinner. You know what I mean? But anything other than that, that's how it breaks down for us. So it's either super Christmassy or no Christmas at all around my family parts. So, all right. So we already know Kwanzaa is an African-American tradition celebrated for seven days. It starts the day after Christmas and it's meant to honor African-American ancestral roots. So each day is marked by lighting a new candle. And I know you probably can help me. I don't want to mispronounce anything. No. So Umoja is the the first day after Christmas. And to our family, it's one of the most important because it's about unity. It's that idea of village that we we have and um, making sure that we take care of each other because we are born into a construct that wasn't designed for us here in America. So we have to be that sense of 
community and unity. So Umoja is what starts it. Um, that's when the thanks the the Christmas leftovers gets passed around, and you start making new dishes and new food, and you you share. It's a lot of food involved. There's food shared every single day, and oftentimes you go to a different family member's house each day of Kwanzaa, or there's that one designated family member, and everybody brings food there. So that's your first one. But that makes uh, sense to me, Eva, because that's why the New Year's resolution starts right there on the 31st. You know, so Kwanzaa, you can eat all the food. And then, <laughs> and then on New Year's, you set all over again because, you know, going to auntie house, you gained a couple pounds. You already got know. It, got it. Okay, but so but you day. still got to make sure, just like you do on any other holiday, <laughs> okay, you go to the family member house that can cook or the person that um, whoever's making the food know what they're doing because That's potato right. salad is still potato salad if it's Kwanzaa, if it is Easter, or if it is Christmas. So it's you make sure that worse. thing is right. Because you got everybody there. If you made some bad potato salad for yourself, then that's one thing. But Ooh, you got the whole no. hood at the house and you making bad potato salad? Well, see, that will go into the, the next principle, <laughs> which that? is Kujicha, Julihu, and that is um, self-determination. So okay. if you, it's just about, you know, making sure that you are your own motivator, making sure that the sky and beyond is your limit, knowing that you are worthy. And I think, you know, having a sense of self-worth is 99% of your success is right. knowing that you can. And the other part is the grit and the work that you put in. So just being self-determined um, and then working as a collective, the responsibility as a community, as a person, as a leader in your community, whatever it is your position is, you know, we come from um, tribes of in lineage of doctors and of uh, lawmakers and not even lawmakers on the idea of politicians, but just knowing how to govern a community. Right. Um, the teachers, the people that would educate the children, the people that took care of the kids, the workers and just knowing what your place is and doing it, mm. um, understanding money. Understanding mm. recycling and black dollars, understanding what commerce is and what it's really meant for. That's um, right. And, you know, we talk about that when we went down to the crypto conference. So we can get into that little piece later. Yeah. But um, beyond that, knowing your purpose, knowing your purpose and who you are in life and why you're put here beyond just your fabulous greatness. But really what your job is in this weaving of the future. Mm -hmm. Um not forgetting that we are creative beings and our job is to create, especially us black folk. Let's That's talk right. about we our created ingenuity and mm -hmm. our inventiveness just in American culture alone. And then the one thing that keeps us all together, be it if you are of the um, Muslim faith, if you are of the Christian faith, if you are of Baha'i faith, like my grandmother, having faith in something and in something right. higher than you, which gives you a respect for those that are living this life and walk with you. So that's mm -hmm. what Kwanzaa is in a quick little nutshell. And um, yes, we love it. We celebrate it. We will continue to celebrate it and educate our children and other cultures about it. Just like we learn about Hanukkah. I don't celebrate it. I'm not Jewish but I do respect it. And um, I hope you have learned something here today. Thank you. <laughs> you did. You dropped some gems on us and you taught us more about Kwanzaa and uh, being black and being proud to be black and somebody else that's proud to be black, Eva. Who? A lot, uh, besides us. 
Who? Ari Lennox. Now, she was traveling in Amsterdam, in the Amsterdam airport, after okay. the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, she was arrested, actually. She said Why? it was racist. She had some weed. No, she said it was racism. If she brung weed to Amsterdam, then I would have an issue. Because you could get all the weed to Amsterdam. <laughs> right. It's like bringing sand yeah. to the beach. Well, she said, I'm being arrested in Amsterdam for reacting to a woman racially profiling me. I just want to go home. I'll never leave my house again. And lastly, F Amsterdam security. They hate black people. Now, Dutch what happened? Mil- so apparently uh, the Dutch military police said that she was being held for disturbing public order and being drunk. They also claimed she was involved in a dispute with both an airline staff member and a security officer. They said their unit found a woman full of emotions that wouldn't calm down. And that's why she had to be taken into custody. An angry black woman. I was going to say, I was at... Girl, I was just going to say, was she being ratchet? But before I could even get there, because that's <laughs> sister to sister talk. What does that mean? Full I of emotion know. versus void of emotion? Yeah, I don't know about all that. This says uh, black female travelers started recalling their issues while traveling, being considered a, a angry black woman, just like I said. Well, it what? seems as though many black people have experienced, race, experienced racism in other countries, which I've seen this. One time I was traveling in Morocco and I was with my friends and everybody was brown skinned but me. And I'm more so the complexion of the people in Morocco. If you, you know, for the mm-hmm. basis of the the culture and the people there. And the girl that I was traveling with who was darker skin said something to the guy like, no, that's not right. And he was like, who are you talking to? You don't speak to me. And I guess because women are kind of, you know how it is in certain countries where women aren't, they they don't look at women as equal or whatever the case. So Mm. he then began to only direct his conversation towards me. And then he was like, if you don't settle this, then she's going to jail. So they got a little bit upset. Well, she didn't. Hold on to jail. She said, he said jail. And she's not leaving here. Like, she's not. So at that point, I'm like, girl, you better shut up. We at the airport in a whole nother country. I know how to be humble when it comes to things like that. But her whole thing is like, he's only treating me like this because I'm brown. Oh, that ain't being humble. That's just, oh, oh, Jesus. I'm going to tell you why I call that humble. I would have been in jail. Me and my chocolateed mm-hmm. friends, we all would have been that. in jail. Uh-uh. I don't play that because you don't know. I don't know their laws. I don't know no, their I hear rules. You, I hear you, you could get stoned in the middle of everybody and there's there's nothing you could do because you're in their country. You I have- know, but I don't mean, I just, I don't know. Being a, a per- woman of color and living with the type of oppression, but knowing my power, I live a little conflicted because where I definitely understand the idea of, you know, the, like the talk your parents have about how to act when the police pull you over because they just want you to get home. Yeah. Right. But then there's that also part, the other part where it's like, At what point is it like beyond just getting home? Like it's wrong. Like it's absolutely wrong. I've traveled all over the world and there's nothing like the racism that you encounter as a black person that might not even know you as an entertainer at this point it has they nothing don't. to do they with don't what be you knowing. do they don't even they care they just don't like the color of your skin mm-hmm. being over in Greece in certain parts being over in France in certain parts and it's like Okay, bro, move back. Why are you so close? Why are you talking to me crazy? Why are you assuming they would make me put my bag in a carrier that no one else was required to? No one else. 
but they flying coach. I'm flying first class. Like I have absolutely seen it. So for me, it's a little difficult not to say something because what happens to the other people who are scared to say something? We just go continue to perpetuate the cycle. It's going yeah, to continue I, to happen. And that situation, I felt like I had to be the solution rather than not, be not angry like the other three people. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because I if you. I wasn't calm and whatever the case, I I don't know where the nearest airport is besides this. And if they blacklist you and say you can't get on the plane, now we're stuck here. None of our phones are working. Like this. But is what, what happened to her? Did she get kicked off the airplane? Did she I get think into it, a it was ultimately. So the thing is, her attitude wasn't the greatest to start off. And I think that's why I even was like, let me come in between because I know her attitude was was kind of foul. But that doesn't give him the right to just discriminate against them, but also like absolutely. I said, also, like I'm talking I said, about Kaylani. Like, did they kick her off of the airplane? Oh, Kaylani, it was Ari Lennox. I mean, I'm sorry, um, sorry, Ari Lennox. So, did they kick her off of the airplane? Did she get into it she, like a ticketing? It did they not have she seats? Was, she was going through customs and got okay. into when she was leaving out. So she got in an argument did with. Did they the, take some stuff? Did they take stuff from her? I mean, going through customs. No, it, seems as though, I, it just seems like she was getting off the plane. So she got in an argument with the flight attendant. And then on her way off, she got in an argument with the security guard. So okay. I guess maybe her tensions was high from the flight attendant or the person who was on the plane. Got you. That's what and I'm then, trying to understand, where the frustration came from, like, initially. Well, whose side are we listening to? Because they're saying it's coming from her being a little We're listening to Ari. Yeah, we are, Ari. but they're saying she was inebriated. She's just saying that she was uh, well, She emotional. wasn't flying the plane. She's allowed to have a drink. I mean, you, you know what they said? One in the air is like two on the ground. So if you have one drink in the airplane, it's like having two drinks. Yeah, there's That's also right. a limit. Like, they can cut you off. You can't just drink yourself into... And again, like, Ari, I've never even seen her junk like that. So I don't know it. But sometimes them long flights, child, you just keep going. It depends, though. Because when I used to live... Um, when I was in Japan and I would work in Korea, I would be the only woman flying on that flight, first class, with all of these businessmen. And they used to look at me like I was absolutely crazy. Like, who is she? Who let her on here? Does she not know the customs? And they do so, stuff like they'll pull you to the side and only check you. They'll ask yeah. you particular questions. One time I got grilled about my watch. He was like, did you buy that here? Where did you get money for that? And this is that. And a third. And I'm like, well, why you ain't ask nobody else? But again, it sucks when these people have a certain power over your travel or how you can get home. They really threw her in jail. She was in jail. So that's why um, you have to say she was in jail. She went to jail. They threw her in jail. Like this is not a joke. They really threw oh, her. Oh no, in that's jail. why you have to say something. That's absolutely why you have to say something. Because this is abs this is crazy. This is not the first time we've heard of it. We've heard of black men being arrested overseas. We've heard of all kind of stuff. But this right here, this makes I, no sense. I know there was also no a sense. woman, she's a 31-year-old writer. And she talked about being singled out by the TSA and had excessive pat-downs. Now, uh, it's a TSA agent that handled her so aggressively that a young white woman in line began crying and filming it. What? Nadia Brown, the chair of Women's and Gender Study Program at Georgetown University, says traveling while Black is always seen as highly suspicious. So um, It I is. Because that's that one question they always ask you. So what do you do? Yeah, they do. Are you are you a singer? What do you do? 
Neela, what do you so, do? You said in first class, you automatically uh, somebody's wife. Uh, you're automatically a singer. You're automatically. No, I'm a, a hip hop artist. They always <laughs> think I'm because I always having a jogging suit and my hair is like I'm always somebody's hip hop artist. <laughs> Are you going to an award show? I'm oh like, my god! Get out of my face! Yeah, it's right just now. rude. And just leave us alone. <laughs> Let us travel in peace. I think we Please. were. It was us and Muslims. Like you come with any kind of head wrap on, they stopping you. You think you get what I'm saying? It's the no. I have an thing. uncle who looks um, a little too Middle Eastern, and he does not travel for that reason alone, just for the racial profiling. And he's not in a space mentally to deal with you know that kind of discrimination every day. So instead, he just avoids it. Mm -mm. And it's, I mean, it sucks, but try living while black is a whole, that's a whole topic in and of itself. But traveling yeah, yeah. while black could be really scary because to end up in jail, like you were saying, you made sure, you know, to de-escalate yeah, y'all's situation. And then now Ari, that, ooh, it's Did you scary. see the, the woman with the seven-week-old child and they threw her off the plane? American Airlines, they were basically telling her that she was supposed to sit oh, down. Oh, I did her. see that. I did, but I also saw that right after I saw the woman who was breastfeeding her cat on the airplane. So, oh, Lord. You know, and she was white, so things. why you don't get her off the plane? She should have seen a lot of things happening on the airplane. Anyway, you're listening to the Unjustified Podcast presented by Macy's. Check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the Unjustified Room and leave your cat at home. Lay your cat, lay your cat at home, or put your boobs up in your new Macy's bra. But both of them cannot be out together on the airplane, especially if you're headed down to the reinvent yourself with crypto conference. Ooh. I mean, just whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Things need to be done decently and in order, as L'Oreal set it up for us to do in Miami. It went down. It went all the way down. So um, we had Bitcoin Rodney on the show not too long ago, and he was talking to us about the Reinvent Yourself with Crypto Conference. And we had one million questions and not enough time to figure it out. So L'Oreal, you have the best idea ever, which is... Instead of talking about it, let's be about it. We split ourselves right on down to Miami. That's right. And we got the knowledge from those that are in it and currently doing it. From Tiffany Haddish and her mm -hmm. business partner, Richard Thompson. You broke that whole situation down. Yes. And uh, Tiffany has some pretty interesting things to say. There's been so many entertainers that we've seen literally make millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and now they don't have a dime. Mm -hmm. So was that some of your influence to get into crypto and things of that nature and, and just, uh, you know, extend your business far beyond just entertainment? Well, I was always taught from a young age. Okay, so like I grew up in foster care and I lived with a lot of different types of people. And one of the families I lived with, there was a, an accountant there, right? And they was always talking about you have to diversify your money. Your money can't just grow in one place. When you have a farm, right, you grow maybe one type of food, but right. you don't have that those seeds in just one spot. You don't put all the seeds in one hole. You right. spread it all the way down the land, right? Mm -hmm. So owning land, like, so that was really important to me, and I've been doing that. I, I, I remember uh, being homeless in the autumn times. I was homeless, and I said to myself, I get some money. I'm going to buy some land, buy some land. And then I bought the land, right? And then it was, okay, I got the land, and the land is making 
giving me some money. Yeah. But and, and the government is trying to take all my money. Come That's on, right now. Have, what can I do? <laughs> I have to make investments now. Uh, uh, and then I got a business manager. The business manager want me to invest in them people, right? Yeah. Which is cool. I can make money with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not tripping. But what about my people? Right. What about us? How do I invest in us? How do I make us grow? And, you know, I've always been into technology. I'm, a, I'm big on gadgets. I'm big on, you know, uh, uh, doing things that are unique and different and that and having technology that will help me make my life easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I invest in that? Where are my people doing that at? What is going to grow our community, grow us for generations mm-hmm. I'm looking for generational and when you pay attention to you know these uh, very rich families what how did they start out so rich what did they invest in mm-hmm. what did they start at and you know I use those as examples um, and say okay what's the new innovative thing where and then really did my research so something that you did say that got a lot of places you talked about um, your boyfriend you said when your when your uh, birthday comes you want an apartment right and some I didn't people, say I wanted an apartment did you say uh, you wanted no. him to purchase you a property no somebody correct? asked me if, if, if he proposed to you would you say That's, yes and I said, don't come at me with no, no ring. I want the land because uh, that right. appreciates with value. And if you come, when you get married, that's two corporations coming together. That's two families joining. And when y'all join, it's not to be like, oh, we going to be uh, poor and broke together forever. <laughs> it is to grow into, you guys are growing people too, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have children and all that. At least that's the intention <laughs> or just each other or, or the community, right? You guys need to be having something that for those children to inherit. Right. Now, you inherit this ring that you bought for $10,000, it might go up by like what, in five or 10 years, maybe by five, maybe by 10,000. But if you get that land, we will always eat. Right. Our children will always eat. Those children's children will always eat. And, we'll, and if something should happen, if he get arrested, if I get arrested, we got something to post bail with. Yeah. We got That's something. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> we got something. I would much rather struggle with like, oh, we working on keeping our building. Then we got I got this bomb ring and we don't got no food and right. we don't got nothing to keep up together. And I feel like some people misunderstood you and might have took they took it as a joke a little bit, but you're laughing to the bank because I also heard you say something about an island that you own as well. So how how do you upkeep all of these lands? How many land do you have? What's first going all, on? All, Come on, acres. The island is <laughs> small. That's okay. Listen, I don't own no island. island. Ain't nothing small about owning an Island. A little bitty island. <laughs> it's small. It ain't got no plumbing or nothing. That's okay. It's an island that you can but roll up nice on and kick it for but, the But it's an island, you know? Yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's it. that's thanks to my father. Right. You know, that's that's because I knew who my father was, and that's part of my heritage, right? So that's a, that's a blessing. And it, was, it wasn't that expensive. It's off the East Coast it's like of Africa. It's ownership, and, right? And, and that's the thing. Like, if we knew more, if we knew more about our lands, like, people think Africa's just one continent, and that's it. It's so many beautiful islands all around. It's so much re- it's beautiful resources, and they never, they, and that's why we need to take control of our media. That's why I'm very proud of you ladies taking control of the narrative, right? Um, they show us these images of Africa all these years and you think like, oh, everybody got swollen bellies and flies and all that stuff, but that is not the case. It's beautiful. And they show Africans all these images of us thinking we are rowdy fight, we killing each other and all that, mm. and that is not the case. Yes. And that's because we do not control our media, we do not control our narrative. That's and once right. we control our narrative and able to put out the stories that we want to put out and sh- share with each other what's really going on, you'll see. 
Africa is one of the most beautiful continents so in beautiful. all the world. And it's just off, my father's from Eritrea. And just off the coast of Eritrea, there's over 300 islands. Wow. Okay? Beautiful islands. People live on those islands. Some people don't live on none of them. You know, some of them you can't live on. And some of them you can live on. You can eat and everything and live forever. It's, it's, but you don't know. Yeah. You don't know because they're not going to tell you. They, 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 you know, there's sanctions on it right now because they can't, they're not giving up the potash and the marble and all the precious resources that they have caused a war for over 30 years, 40 years plus war going on between Eritrea and Ethiopia. And they don't, they're cousins. They don't really want to fight each other, but you know, these other, the colonizers want that, want the the resources. And the best way to get the resources is to make people fight amongst each other, then we can control them and take everything you got. You know, if you can't do nothing, I was, I would, to somebody, if they like, I'm so broke, I can't do nothing, I would say, read as many books, watch as many programs as you can about financial literacy, buy you a little bit of crypto, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, get you a little something, and watch that grow into something big. And then go and get the land. Get the land, because that's how you're going to have the power. And then, you know, my boy Akon, he had to come to the undressing room and even had to respond to some of you. Thank you, L'Oreal, your (laughs) controversial statement. But you know what? We always get it undressed. Shout out to Khan for getting undressed with us. This is what went down. So we here at the Reinvent Yourself Cryptocurrency Conference, and you have your own coin. We're trying to li- figure out what it is, but you have the A-Coin. Mm. What is the A-Coin? So A-Coin is the African coin. Okay. And it's pretty much to bank the unbanked. If you don't have a record, you know, like a bank account, we'll provide one for you. Mm. But it's all in crypto. Clearly, as you know, Africa been getting rich forever, right? Mm-hmm. So the currency is not really worth much because it's not being backed by the resources that it's being named by. Because mm. the resources are getting pulled, coming to Europe, coming to America, coming to everywhere else. Exported. Africa, right. So it didn't really have that much power. So what happened was a lot of areas in the rule, no one really trusts the actual money. So what they would do, they was using their phone, like their phone credits as currency. Go to let's say the market, you get some fish, you get some vegetables, fruits. When it's time to pay, instead of actually paying money, from a digital they will transfer phone credits or minutes to the to the to the seller. Wow. What? Yes. So like so digital sale. Basically. Okay. So that when I saw that, I was like, wow. That's interesting. It didn't hit me till later down the line when the whole blockchain and cryptocurrency concept was starting to move into the world. And I thought to myself, I said, man. The only thing that's really missing in Africa really is stable currency. Mm-hmm. So crypto would be perfect for it. And me knowing that side of the world, I kind of knew how to explain it to regular people. Yes. And it's nothing but just money. It's digital money. Like, for instance, when you look at Apple Pay, for instance, right? That's a form of crypto, really, because it's all a digital currency. Right. You know what I'm saying? What, what makes what crypto is, it's a digital currency that's encrypted. So you decided that you were going to build a city behind, backed by Acoin, and it's a $6 billion city. Yeah, that so it's not backed by Acoin. What, so, what is it, Acoin? So just to give you an idea, so it is it is a city. Throughout my years, I made a lot of good money, right? So, But I wanted to be able to invest it properly, but mm-hmm. I'm a social entrepreneur, so I don't really get into business that don't help other people. All right, come on. That's just me, right? So I realized my goal and purpose is to build Africa. I just, I don't know what's telling me that, but everything that I've done that's going towards building Africa has just been going perfect. 
Yeah. Well, you were already successful before. Right. Mm-hmm. But I believe that success was to open the door for this big play. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. I just don't believe that God put fortune and fame in the hands of people that's not going to help him do his purpose. And you know, over there, you like damn near Michael Jackson. They can't, you got to have, people. everybody just wants to touch you. Yes. They want to be around you. I called it Akon Land at first, but it's Akon <laughs> City, right? <laughs> because you are such a public service, make this make sense for everybody, you were definitely put here to move the culture forward. What would you say to young people that are getting into the crypto space or at least kind of learning about it and opening right. up themselves to actually invest in it what would you say because a lot of us just don't know but make it right. plain like layman's not like yeah I mean that's I try to make it super easy for everybody to understand just know that the cryptocurrency just let's not use the word cryptocurrency okay. digital transactions Financial digital transactions is the future. We already know this. We're already doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You got your Apple Pay, you got your WhatsApp, you got your Venmo, you got your PayPal, PayPal all that. All that yeah. digital dollars won't exist in the next five years. Yeah. When it comes to crypto, that's the future of money. Yeah. It's, it is the future money. So whatever money you have now, invest in that now because that money is only going to gain value. So even if you don't understand it, Buy it anyway. Oh. Yeah, don't spend your savings and your your earnings. Right. Pretty much. Extra money. Whatever you would put in the bank for savings, Uh take the savings out and buy crypto and let that be your savings. Okay. In the bank, you're probably going to gain maybe 3%. Okay. 5%, 10%, which is unheard of in the bank. Crypto, within a year, two years, Mm -hmm. 10,000%. But what if you put it in the, but here's the thing. What if you put it in the wrong thing? Because they no, have things that pop up like no Dodge coins. Yeah, but not, all that's gonna come, all that's gonna play a role in the future. Regardless, regardless, it's gonna play a role. It may not play as a bigger role as Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever. Me, I would put it in Ethereum, Bitcoin, A coin. That's it. I wouldn't touch nothing else. I know that's right. Throw yours up there first. A coin. No, I want A coin. Put it in the order. Yeah. Bitcoin, Ethereum, A coin. Mm. That's it. Because we we got the continent. And I know for sure that the platforms that I've built is specifically for us. Mm. So it's no way we're not going to be able to use it and not benefit. I'm moving to Africa. Y'all got radio stations that I could be on? What? <laughs> man, listen, you go to Africa. I'm saying that they're going to like me you over there. Overnight. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything I want to go. Everything we strive to try to accomplish here, we can accomplish that without even thinking twice. Mm. We, I don't know why people struggle here to work. I was just telling them on the panel, I haven't released a record in, since 2008. That was my last album. Damn. But look how, like, you don't even notice it. Since 2008, that was my last. But they still play your songs. Like, like, I know. Oh, yeah. Man, like, has it really been 2008? Like, 2008, man. That's 13 years. But you have been making bread without. But, but look, this was, this was crazy. From the time of 2008 and when they launched the World Cup in South Africa in 2010. Uh-huh. In those two years, I made more money than I ever made my whole music career. That's when I realized, okay, I need to be more focused now. Wow. Wow. Listen, Akon, thank you so much. Thank you for getting undressed with us. Yes. We love talking to you. Oh, that was a good concept because Africans, we like to stay undressed. Oh, okay. This is the undressing room podcast. We can add that in there. We can have a little bit more on we because... Like, we, we stay naked now. Yeah. How are we going to pay for clothes? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't need to pay for clothes. Okay. But if we did, we could use the A-coin. Tie-ties out and all that. Let's go. I don't think I could do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need a little bra. Yes, Please. Start, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
So as you see, it was full of knowledge. Yes. It was full of fun, full of information, full of clearing the record, thanks to L'Oreal. <laughs> <laughs> and I but can't wait for the next one, Eva. You know, there's another one coming up. I believe it's in March. So it's right around the spring corner. spring one in Dubai? Listen, I'm I'm ready. My bag is already packed. Listen, you don't even need a bag. You going to Dubai. We can buy some bags when we get there. Okay, let's do it then. <laughs> Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, you know what? We could actually maybe even have some of your friends meet us there if we slide in your DM and see who might <laughs> Lord, we might maybe. already be on that side of town. I feel like just scrolling through some of these because it's like a bunch of mess. Okay, so um, just let's do a few today. Let's. Um, do we have first? I have a couple of requests. Do we have any repeat offenders? Because I love when they come back. They are now all starting to become repeat offenders. Yay! Okay, cool. Now um, I'm gonna start with the one that's not, and then we'll go because all the rest of them are. So this okay. guy says, "You are so fine. I would love to hang out and talk with you over a meal or drink." No. Next. Uh, you need some money. Why? Why are you so mean? Why are you so mean? That's, that is very nice. It is straightforward. He didn't say nothing about your body parts. He would, you are, he said complimented your looks and said he would like to have a conversation with you over a meal. I'm sorry. I'm scared. Like, I just think that anybody. I'm, read another one. I'm going to tell you which one to be scared on. Read another one. And I don't mean scared of him, but just like people that try to talk to people through social media and we don't know each other. Like, it's one thing if we met each other before and it's like, hey, always wanted the da 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 da. But, but see, like, that's the whole point stranger. of social media. No, you're not supposed to just go out with strangers. Don't you? Didn't but your you're not parents a teach you? Because, because of social media, you are A, a friend of sorts. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> No, 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 He's no, we're not friends. We follow, I follow you. We friends. For He's stranger. And I know what He's you stranger. did yesterday. I know what you wore yesterday. <laughs> Creepy. Depending on the picture, I know what color your drawers was. Do you watch what? Harlem? Did you watch Harlem yet? On I have Amazon not Prime? gotten a chance to watch it because I'm working on a project of my own. But listen, shout out to Megan Good because I heard it. it's so good. And and Tyler LaPlay. But I do want to say this. And one of the episodes, and this is why I even brought it up, she caught somebody stalking her social media or looking at her social media page so he could find out where she was and what she liked or whatever and used it like to get in good with her. And she found it because she opened his laptop and seen he was like searching her page and stuff. And, you know, I thought God that was forbid creepy. a man do some research. What's the problem? Is that, with that? research or is that creepy? Okay, but he pops up where you posted that you are at. Is that research? I mean, as long as you didn't pop up at a private event, like if it was like I'm going to the Erica Badu concert in a couple weeks, and he been trying to shoot his shot, and he like, yo fellas, uh, we're gonna go uh Girl, to the Erica Badu show. I like, do I'm not, not mad at it. Yeah, that is a creep. I don't care. Like, if you got it, I'm a creep because I done popped up in Vegas on Mike's ass. And I was uh, like, remember we went to Vegas? He was like, we did not go to Vegas. I was in Vegas and you came out there. You did? So you did this creep stuff too? 
Absolutely. That's why, that's why I don't find it creepy. I mean, <laughs> wait, you just popped up and was like, I'm staying Listen, with you or you got a shot, sis. It's Carl McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I always I look should... at these people like they said, don't speak to no, strangers. That's why I love going to your DMs because I need to help you differentiate between crazies and people that are ambitious. I'm just ambitious. Okay, Let me let's do this guy then. You single, hi, sexy. You single, you single, you need some money. Hi, sexy. What you doing right now, babe? And you ain't going to answer none of them? None of them. Next. First of all, he asked you, are you single? So he sounds like he's trying to keep this on the up and up and not be disrespectful. So you get dinged for a point for that because that no. was nice. How do you undo it? I'm going to throw it. Do you need some money? <laughs> do you need some money? Ding for money that. Made. That sounds like somebody that's trying to get my cash app on Instagram. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you so doggone guarded. Next thing you know, Next. he's going you know, he to scam me and take all my money. And Your cash app. Be like, negative. You're like, how is it negative? Now we're gonna do this guy real quick and speak of because we talk about people popping up and things of that nature. Uh-huh. I can't stand when people do this. You tell me what you think about this. You're so sexy, baby. Seeing you in Lennox Mall, you're so beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. So you see me, mm-hmm. I kept walking. And you didn't say anything. But I'll be, okay, so first of all, stop. Because you know good and well. You decided to go in my DM and think that was going to work. Because if he would have came up to you, you would have punched him in his face. And you know it, love. So stop <laughs> playing with me right I now. Stop playing with me and we're playing with him. He was out there for his health and his safety. He knew good and well running up on you was not it. So you thought like DMing me behind it's that safer? was? safer? To be honest. Maybe this is lying and maybe that's even weirder. <laughs> I what? think I would have rather somebody tried to talk to me organically and act like, don't act like you don't know me if that's the case. But can oh, we yeah. can we talk about the fact that your DMs are now organic? Like, what do you mean? That is not organic. It is organic. This is the, this is, it, we are going into 2022. Life is different. The way we engage is different. The way we communicate is different. So you can't decide that you're going to be up on the trends on this one end, but then you want to go back to the back on the other one. Like, nah, this thing started with Black Planet. Nope, nope. This Eva, is what we're doing. I'm going to explain to you how I look at it. If there's a guy that I meet out, right? And we mm-hmm. didn't exchange numbers, but we met some, say you introduced me to somebody or whatever. And then I know, all right, oh, I ain't never get his number. Let me hit him on Instagram. Hey, we met earlier. Here's my number. Hit me up. Da-da. That's one thing. To see me, you probably was walking behind me in the mall and all that, and, or whatever you did. And then you went home and was like, let me hit her and no, say okay, I her in the so mall. Like, that's weird. You know what I think the disconnect is? People Physical know who contact? you are, L'Oreal. Do you know that? I was traveling the other day and a girl was like, oh my God, I'm L'Oreal's friend. Like, you <laughs> are actually a celebrity. Really so, I, I don't know. But still, your name lie. was used. I say that <laughs> to say. It's not the same as if you were just like a pretty girl and, you know, someone thought you were cute when they passed you and then they ended up getting your information or, but this person most likely already followed you on social media is already a fan of yours. When they saw you was super shocked and they homeboy was like, chill, chill, chill. Cause you're going to look crazy. You're not, you're not finished. Done. No, don't do that. Cause I might see you at the Hawks game. And so then he said in the DM, like that's today's way of talking and socializing. Like, let's come on, let's talk about it. That's what it is. Because if he would have came up to you, it would have been weird. Or your security would have socked him. So that wasn't happening. But it's the fact that you keep reaching out. And then when you see me in the mall, you did that too. It's like, I ain't 
talked the first couple times. So it's like, I would have rather, if I was him and I seen that, like, I got dubbed a few times in the DM, I'd be like, let me get dubbed to my face and then I'll give up. But I wouldn't just keep going and going and going. Maybe he needed one more DM and then next time it's going to be in the face. You never know. He's still stalking your DM. He's still stalking your Instagram. He's going to be there. Like you said, you said punch him in the face. That was the best. I, that was the best advice you ever gave me, shouty. <laughs> <laughs> I like the now. If you don't know what that just was, you're listening to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. (laughs) It goes down in Lori L's DM. Now, we do have a final question to undress. Now, the question this week comes from a reader. It says, Hey, ladies, now I need some advice. My best friend and I used to have girls' night every week and we would talk all the time now she met a guy on an app at the beginning of the year and since they have been getting closer my best friend barely calls me anymore Mm. when she does she only talking about him Mm. i expressed something that i did not like about him Uh and our friendship has been downhill since then i am over her because she she essentially picked her new man over me and stopped calling and hanging out. Some of my other friends think that I'm tripping. Most likely she don't have a man, but I'm going to continue. Some (laughs) of my other friends think I'm tripping and should give her a pass because she is being intentional in finding a future husband. Am I tripping or is she tripping? You, sis. You a hater. Thank you. <laughs> you a I'm damn like, hater. I had a homegirl like this who used to make my relationship seem so miserable. And I'm like, why are you so invested in me and my relationship? Like after a while, because at first I'm like, damn, maybe she's right. Maybe she has a point. And then when I would really think about it, I'm like, Yo, all she do is hate on this dude all day. Like, are you sleeping with him? Like at one point I even asked him, I was like, Yo, did you do something with this girl before? Because she just has it out for you for no reason. And then when she got in a relationship, Oh, she ain't care no more. It was all you get what I'm saying? She was so invested in me because she didn't have a relationship, so she was jealous. And ultimately, it did end up pushing me away from him because when you have somebody you do care about a lot, and they tell you all these negative things, and they one time she she uh, told me about some girl like that he was supposedly talking to. Like they, she made it her business to kind of ruin our relationship, even. And I didn't yep. look at it well, like that. I didn't don't call me like a friend that. and call her a friend because she a hater. Nah, she a hater. I know she's not my friend. She ain't my friend no more. But and let's just be real, like from woman to woman, right? So say you end up start dating somebody and me and you have a weekly like check in. Me and you see each other every Wednesday. That's our time because our schedule at that time permitted for every Wednesday. And that's what we're doing. And then you meet somebody and y'all start dating and you in a honeymoon phase and y'all going here and there. And Wednesdays, you know, you got to take a rain check once in a while. How I react is very indicative of if I'm a real friend or not, because your happiness is bigger than our every Wednesday oyster lunch date or whatever. Like, come on, sis, that's your friend. She's going to find someone that can do something that you could never do for them. Ever. Yeah. And that's what I always remind my homegirls as they hate when they're, you know, our friends fall in love and find someone new. Like as much as I'm your friend and will always be there for you, baby, he can do something for you on Saturday morning that I will never be able to do. So I right. want you to have that. I, want, I need you to have that kind of love in your life because mm-hmm. I can't even give it to you. And she said something very important that her 
friend was searching for marriage. Like she wants to get married and that's a goal of hers. So why would you stand in the way? But I will say there are some women out there that do this for every man. It ain't just the one. It ain't there just are. A, yeah. There are. And that, this, I don't like circle, that. Don't, they, don't. She just said, she asked the other homegirl. See, and see they you got to check with the, Yeah, they exactly. said she tripping. Thank That's you, how yo. you know she a hater. That's how you know Thank she a hater. But I mean, in other cases where I've definitely had homegirls that like they'll jump into this man and they not it, it don't even be the right man for nobody, let alone her. And they'll ditch all their friends or they'll play you out or they, you know. One thing I hate, and I know this is it's not off topic, but it's it's kind of there. My homegirls that like they're always constantly around their dude to the point where we're on the phone and he's answering questions that I'm asking. Oh my God. I, I can't oh my stand God. that. Or, or when I'm with my, my homegirl did this the other day and I tweeted about her and I was like, and I'm going to show you that I'm subbing you on my Twitter. Cause that's how not fake I am. I'm sitting in a car with her. We vibing. We leave from the game. We're going to uh to go get dinner. But you know, it's Saturday night or Friday night. It's the it's the time to be live. She's sitting boo loving with her her dude on the Bluetooth the whole time, but talk convince me into getting in the car with her. So now instead of me listening to little baby. I got to hear her talking to this man. To, about, to her baby. About her baby. <laughs> about dialysis or whatever they talking about. Oh, <laughs> not, not driving mommy to dialysis. <laughs> driving this mama to dialysis. Now I got to hear this on a Friday. I don't want to hear that. You keep your, when it's your girl time too, you got to realize that that's my girl time. I don't interrupt you during guy time. So you give your girl the girl time. But you know what? He can only take as much as she gives him. So... I'm only going to be on my phone with my husband as long as, you know what I'm saying? He's not, it's not his fault if he's on the phone. It's my fault. Because if I'm yes, supposed yes, to be with the Because you know we're both in the car. You know what's happening. I was playing music from my phone, child. Like the, on the but speaker. it's the homegirl <laughs> fault, though. The homegirl should be like, all right, babe, we about to roll out. I'm being rude. Just say it. I'm in. A, I'm being rude. We in the car. It's girls' time. You on the Bluetooth. You messing up all the music. Sometimes they be in their feelings too. They be like, "Oh, so you just gonna get off the phone with me? You already hanging out with her?" Okay. And then what time is six period? What are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> sir, go People get a hobby. So connected sometimes that it's just weird. Like too connected. It's like, girl, you you forcing this or? Not my friend, but you know what I mean, in different situations. Well, this, yes. Well, that's <laughs> our final question. So if you would like us to undress your final question, if you want to be the one, it's super easy. Just be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Undressing Room Podcast. Slide in the DMs like they do into L'Oreal's all the time. <laughs> oh, and boom, gosh. that's your chance to be featured. <laughs> a mess. You are listening to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's. Log on to theundressingroompod.com for episodes and for links to our Macy's personal shopping page. Yes, mm -hmm. we keep it fly. We keep the drip on lock and you hey. can catch all of our favorites right there on our personal shopping page. That's Now, right. until next time, Lo, we're going to get out of here. We got Feliz Navidad. Y'all didn't shout out the Spanish people this episode. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. I'm gonna wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry. Happy holidays from the Undressing Room Pod family to yours. Yes. We love you.
The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cope Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.